spoilers, I am Adam, and I am running late for work, uh, because I overslept. But, we're going to talk about Master Universe Revelation, tangentially related to why I overslept. So, Master Universe came out yesterday, and I uh, was going to watch, I watched it on my lunch break, then the second episode I was going to watch after work for a doctor's appointment, but I was like, oh shit, I didn't record the Black Friday deals episode of 30 Minute Reviews yet. Um, and that's an annual thing where it's like, here are some of the best deals in, um, in like home media and video games and things like that. Because, you know, not everyone's going out to buy major appliances. Some people are just going out to buy like TV, like, you know, video games and movies. Dumb, little, innocuous shit like that. So, you know, I, I had to do my, my annual roundup. Um, so I was doing that and then I forgot my headphones um, and then, it was, long story short, I didn't get to watch it until around 10.30, um, and then I finally watched it and wrote a review for, uh, the, the, the place that employs me, um, Smith Town Chronicle, and, um, now here we are, the next morning, with, uh, what's it called, with, uh, the, the podcast review. Um, so, what do we say about Master Universe Revelation Part 2? I think that Part 1 and Part 2 as a, a, it, it feels like this was not meant to be a, um, a two-part thing, um, because these back five episodes are kind of the summation of the show. It's the... This is how we're wrapping up, you know, the story that we told in part one and, and all of that. And it feels like it's a COVID issue where uh, production had to slow to a stop due to COVID. And then as a result of that, the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the, the first six episodes, I think, came out. And then the, the, the last five came out now because I had to wait for production to, to happen on them. Um, that's just how it feels, because there's nothing about, like, usually if you break a season up into two parts or into two mods, something like that, it's because you have, um, something in the middle of it that is, like, a, a clean breaking point, which this did, to its credit, this show did, there was a clean breaking point, um, with a cliffhanger that was gonna get people to watch, but at the same time, I feel like it didn't... Like, these last five episodes didn't need to be their own standalone thing. Like, it could have just been Netflix wanted to distribute it this way to get people to talk about it twice. Um, because, and, and to drive viewership twice. And, and that's, you know, an important metric for them. It's how people are watching the stuff they're shelling out a lot of money to make. And it's a, it, but, again, it feels like Batman The Long Halloween Part 1, Part 2. Where it's like, it could have been one long thing and people would have bought it. Like, people wouldn't have been like, oh, no, that's too much. I can't do that. Um, so, that's a minor gripe, and it's not really a gripe about the show itself. It's about the distribution of the show. Um, and if the only problem we have is the distribution of the show, then, um, yeah, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a problem. Um, so, let's talk about... Um, 
what's it called? Let's talk about the the actual meat and potatoes of the show. So part one was all about the death of King Adam, the ramifications across uh, Eternia as a result of the death of He-Man, uh, and then Tila resurrecting him and bringing him back. Um, and that's a cool concept because it's like, you know what it reminded me of? Um, on HBO Max, they were doing like this distant lands thing. Uh, with Adventure Time, which was kind of like, not short, because they're like an hour to an hour and a half long, and it's like stories across, you know, the various worlds of Adventure Time to really build up the world, which Adventure Time didn't necessarily need to build the world up, it did a good enough job of that on its own, um, but, you know, one of the most recent ones with Finn and Jake was the, um, what's it called, was a story of, um, what's it called, uh, like, both of them are now dead, it's the end of their lives, and they are in, um, what's it called, and they are in, uh, uh, like, their version of heaven, and, and all of that, so they have to go back, they have to deal with death, again, death being the, uh, like, that, that, that skeleton man, and, and all of that, so, it kind of felt like that a little bit, this part two, you know, King Adam is resurrected, Skeletor has the power, and it, it, it really does open up these broad concepts of, like, what is the power? Who can use the power? It's not just, you know... It, like, it, it's an interesting thing that, like, I don't know if anyone really ever thought of before this point. Like, well, you know, the power is just the, the power of... And again, I'm speaking as someone who has never watched the original Master of the Universe... The extent of my knowledge of He-Man is there is, in fact, a character named He-Man that exists. Um, I believe Dolph Lundgren played him in a live-action shitty movie, and I don't, like, that. that's just about it. Like, I, I know there was a TV show called Master of the Universe. I know there is, like, I, I, and I know He-Man from, you know, that one clip from that video where... Um, it's singing along to the four non-blonde song, and I think that, you know, the fact that I can go into this show knowing only that, and knowing nothing else, um, is kind of a testament to what the show can achieve, and I think it's a good juxtaposition with, say, Ghostbusters, which just came out this weekend, and I've gotten a lot of, um, comments, I will call them, um, in my email about, um, and, uh, I'm not gonna back down from what I said about Ghostbusters, but, you know, this is a good juxtaposition, where this is all about, you know, what, it is a, a continuation of a show that was in the 80s, um, and it, it doesn't diminish what happens over the course of the show to raise something else up, um, and, it, it, and you, you don't feel like you've wasted your time watching it. it. It tells a story that it sets out to tell, and it tells that story well. Um, and that's a big kind of, you know, not, not, it shouldn't be an achievement to do, you know, basic narrative storytelling, but apparently it is. Um, what else was it that I wanted to address with this? Like, again, the animation is great, the voice cast is all great, and it's an all-star voice cast. Um, that like it, it's it's good. There are some funny moments. Like there's a like there's a great like uh, what's it called? Uh, there's a character named Fister, 
um, and then it's like, uh, f like, um, Skeletor comes out of the sky, or Skelegod comes out of the sky, and, um, and he's like, man, I would love to fist him, and I'm like, that's a good joke, like, well done, and it's like, the thing is with the, like, everything about it, where it's like, it's not just, I don't, I don't know if anyone ever got the power besides He-Man, and the idea of He-Man channeling the power without the, uh, without the sword to, to kind of absorb and, and act as a conduit is an interesting idea, um, I know from reading articles that Savage He-Man is not a new concept, it comes from a, a, a Wonder Bread ad, if I remember correctly, um, but it's like, it's, you know, this is, you know, a, a deep affection for the source material that, you know, doesn't treat it like it's for children, and it's, it, it, and, and, and it, the thing is, too, it's like, it, it, it's a very fine line to walk with this, it's a very silly concept, um, but it, it, it does what it does, and it does it well, um, and really, what more can we expect from that? What else was there with this? Um, um, yeah, again, the visuals, the animation are great. It's, it's like, you know, it, it, it takes a very, like, when I was watching episode two, I believe it was, um, yeah, because episode one ends with, um, Savage He-Man appearing. Um, episode two is, what's it called? Episode two is, uh, Savage He-Man versus Skelegod and all of that. And then it's, like, the idea of, like, you know, having the power and having to willingly relinquish the power to, to like, that's also a cool idea. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting kind of thing. And, and at its core, all of the, every, you know, the entire back half of this is, like, the first half was about dealing with grief and, and dealing with, you know, the death of someone and the death of, in, in, you know, specifically... The death of someone who was keeping a secret for a long time. It's like, it's like you know, if they did, like, you know, death of Spider-Man, and it's like Spider-Man is now dead, there's going to be mixed feelings from everyone around him who didn't know the secret. Like, where it's like, okay, now I'm, you know, what's it called? Now, uh, like, oh, so not only is this person now dead, but this other person who I thought was his own independent person is also dead. Oh, and they're the same person. And that's a lot to process as a person. I think that the first, you know, the first half or the first part did a good job with that. Now part two deals with bonds between parents and children and, and you know, not only the, the broken bonds that occur as a result of, uh, you know, absentee parents and, you know, like unwillingness to accept things and, and, and things like that, but it also does a good job of doing, like, what's it called, like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, um, parents who, um, and, and not knowing what your legacy is, uh, not legacy, but, like, destiny, I guess, where it's like, I don't know if this is from the source material, but... Tila is Sorceress's daughter, and that's not something that's really, you know, up, up until this point in this show wasn't addressed, um, because if she was Man-in-Arms' daughter, 
but that's a part of her legacy, and, and it's it's kind of a her her makeup, and that that's an important thing for them to to dive into and, and explore. Um, I'm sorry for the noise. I'm driving to work, and it's uh, you know a highway. Um, what else is there with this? I, I don't really know what else to say. Um, it's it's a great show. It's I would like I think that you know and I think it's the animation is all beautiful. I think I mentioned that already. Um, I think there is a more than solid chance that um, the show gets an Emmy nomination, um, and I think there is a there is a an avenue in which it wins an Emmy. That's going to be a weird sentence. I mean, award winner Kevin Smith is going to be a weird sentence to, to do. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a, there's a more than solid chance that happens. Um, and, and I think they would be silly to not submit it for award consideration. Um, but it, the show is just so well done. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's the perfect example of, like, we took this thing and made it mature, and we did what what it was that you wanted. Um, but at the same time, we also, you know, we took it in new directions that we you never would have expected. Like again, I say, like you know, has the, the like you know the the power as they refer to it. I don't know if there's a more technical name for it, but they refer to it as the power when when He-Man channels, you know, by power of Grayskull, I have the power. You know, when, when he channels that into himself, like, have they explored what happens if other characters, like Evelyn or, um, or Skeletor or anyone else, channels that power into them? What happens, like, besides, I guess, uh, the, what's his name? I, they say his name once, the cat. Um, and, and it's like, the, the, the fact that it all comes down to this giant war, and it's like, here's the thing, too. It's like, at the at the core of this show, at the end, is is He Man, you know, leading people into um, leading people into battle, and it's like it's some of the like it's a, it, it's corny and it's but it's exactly what you would expect from a show like this, and it's the kind of thing where it's like you know people were bitching about um, in in uh, when like oh Tila's got too big of a role, Tila's got too big of a role, people were complaining about that. And then, um, it's like, the, like, one of the, the, the coolest moments in this show, besides, like, Tila and, and Evelyn's fight at the end is fucking fantastic, and, and, and visually, it's just stunning. Like, showing the, the infinite of creation and destruction, um, with magic, and, and the way they do all the magic is just so beautiful on this show. But, she, uh, like, one of the, the coolest moments with him is, uh, they're, they're going into battle, and, uh, he says he will get somewhere safe, and they say, well, there is nowhere safe, and he says, yes, there is behind me, and, and he goes, leads all these people into battle, and it's like, it's such a, a, a dumb kind of over-the-top moment, it's silly, it's, you know, it, like, but, you know, it, it's like, the, they gave everyone something to do. Everyone got something to do in this show, and I think it does it. What it does, it does very well. I, I, I think that 
as a whole, Master Universe Revelation is definitely a top 10 thing this year. Um, I don't know how it falls. I gotta, I gotta figure out how I'm gonna do my top 10 this year, but it's definitely, in terms of, like, if we're including streaming series and we're not just doing movies, it's definitely in the top 10. Um, and it's the, the only reason it wouldn't be in the top 10 is because we're just talking movies and not series. Um, but yeah, uh, if you have not yet watched Master Universe Revelation, it's definitely worth checking out. It's like when we talk about wanting maturity in our, um, what's it called? In our, our media, what we're referring to more than anything else, um, what, what, what they give us when we say we want something mature, by and large, is just, okay, so the characters are going to say fuck a lot. Alright, that's going to bump us up a rating. Um, we're going to have um, a lot of blood and gore. There's going to be a lot of viscera in this. Like, okay. And, well, I don't know. At least one character is going to take their shirt off. One female character is going to take their shirt off. It's like, alright, good. Got it. Now it's mature. This is what the people want. This is what we're going to give them. And it's like, well, no, this is a mature show where it's like, you know, if we look at, like, what this is at its core, it's like, you know, everything's a very black and white morality. It's very Star Wars in that regard where it's like, you know, there is no gray area. There is pure good with, you know, Prince Adam and the, you know, um, uh, and, 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 and He-Man and then all of his allies. And then there is pure evil with Skeletor and his allies. Like, there's a character named Evil Lynn. Like, come on. Like, it's a very black and white kind of morality. I, I don't think that it's a, uh, like, unnecessarily um, deep show. But when we get into it, it's like we're showing the human sides of these characters and, and treating them like real people. And at the end of the day, if you're someone who wants... Um, if you're if you're a person out there who wants this to be treated with respect and, and, and shown in a mature way... Wouldn't you want people to, um, like, wouldn't you want them to handle more mature storylines without just, you know, blindly cursing? And, like, this is, when I say I want a mature Batman or, or, or something that, you know, just treats it with respect. It's like, I don't need someone to be cursing the entire time or, you know, killing people or anything like that. I just need the show to work. If the show works, the show works, and this one does, and that's, that's what it needs to do. Um... So, yeah, we'll wrap up there for today uh, with Master Universe Revelation. Tonight, I will be seeing uh, House of Gucci uh, with the Lady Gaga, and I will be seeing Hawkeye. Um, the first two episodes come out today. Um, also, The Flash Armageddon Part 2 came out last night, so I will be watching it on CW uh, Seed or the CW app or whatever the hell it's called, um, and I will do a review tomorrow, um, let me see, is there anything else, no, I think that's it, um, so we'll wrap up there for today, oh, and, and on, on Saturday, quick programming note, I did mention this on the 30 minute reviews that I did, in which I discussed, you know, what happened, um, Licorice Pizza appears to be only doing a limited release this weekend, and the release calendar that I have did not reflect that this is a limited release weekend and that it will not be doing a full release until next month. 
As such, I'm not driving all the way to Brooklyn to see Licorice Pizza. It's cost inhibitive and, uh, quite honestly, a waste of time because the movie itself is two hours. Driving in, parking, getting over there, and driving back, it becomes a six-hour to eight-hour ordeal. I'm not, I'm not. It's not worth the time. The return on investment is not good enough to, to warrant doing that. Um, so, when Licorice Pizza does come out in December in a wide release, if it does go to a wide release, um, which I believe it will, um, then I will see that movie. Um, but I have to, you know, reshuffle my release schedule as a result. Uh, there still will be a movie on Saturday, um, I believe. I think it will be probably Encanto, because at my theater they are doing a preview screening of Sing 2, um, which appears to be full where Encanto isn't, which is disconcerting in a weird way. Like, the Sing 2 screenings are all full up, but Encanto isn't. Um, and Encanto's getting good reviews. I, well, I mean, I'm also in fucking the whitest place on earth. Um, so, you know, deeply red, so maybe a, uh, a Disney movie with a Spanish girl in the lead is not going to do well out here, but, you know, I don't really have an interest in seeing Encanto or doing Encanto for this, because it's like, come on, like, you know, people are going to see this movie anyway, I don't, I think that reviewing kids' movies is a waste of time, because I, I can say from when I was a kid, like, I don't, like, if my parents take me to the movies, we were going to, you know, go somewhere where it's cool and quiet for two hours, and, uh, or an hour and a half, and we weren't going to, like, the quality of the movie didn't really matter. It's like, we are going to see the movie, and that is what we're doing. I mean, look, the fucking minions can make a billion, um, and, and there's nothing we can do about it, like... You know, kids' movies always do well, regardless, as long as they're animated. And I, I feel like sitting here and doing a review of Encanto is a waste of time. But, you know, I'm waiting to hear back what my marching orders are for this weekend. So, it's not that we have an editor on this podcast. I am, you know, be-all and end-all. But if my editor at my at, at, uh, wants me to do something different or do that, then I will do that. So, uh, we will be back with um, Hawkeye... And, um, House of Gucci, uh, and The Flash Armageddon Part 2 within the next few days. So until then, have a great rest of your day.